What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I am Fat Mike, and we are here tonight. We got a great show planned for you guys. Sorry about being a little bit late. Setup was taking me a little bit long, but we, we got everything settled in. We have a great show planned for you tonight. We're going to be talking some NFL, the Bears, Chicago, the Chicago Bears draft coming up here. Uh, the NFL draft coming up here tomorrow night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so on. We're going to be talking about that. We also got a great show tonight because Fred Hubner and David Schuster, two good friends of mine, are coming on here tonight. And we are going to do a fantasy draft of the best and the worst baseball movies of all time. It's going to be a great show. Before we get started, I want to give thanks to all our beautiful sponsors here at 1252 because without them, this stuff doesn't happen. I can't afford to do it without these guys. So I want to say special thank you to Nick and Ivy Brewing Company in downtown Lockport, Illinois. The Megaplex Sports, uh, the Megaplex Sportsplex out in Homer Glen. Great people over there. Bunch of basketball courts, great food, one of the best beef sandwiches, best beef sandwiches I've ever had in my life. The Jonathan Darren Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group. And his team over there, they are the absolute best out in Homer Glen. Fozzie football. One, it's, it's seriously one of the coolest games I've ever played in my life. We'll touch more on that a little bit later. You guys will see the commercial. Coach's Corner, where we're going to be live at next month on May 29th. Fred and I going over the, the final game of the Cubs and White Sox series at Comiskey or at whatever you want to call it now. But we are going to be there next month. Those guys are fantastic. The Cupcakery Bakery, the Shack, uh, the, the the Sock Bar and Grill out in Hickory Hills. All of these guys, all of this, none of this is possible without any of you guys. So thank you guys so much. And on that note, let's get this show on the road. we got a lot to get into. Let's talk some baseball. Here we go. You are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised. It's about that time. Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. (laughs) Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shot City Sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. No rumors, cause we keep it real. Fat Mike. Sit back, relax, check a beer one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You're listening to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arkline, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the Fat. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands, and you're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey, everyone. Fred Hubner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Saborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle, you know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. If you listen anywhere else, no shock with the Fat Mike. The fat. 
All right, and what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I, again, as always, am your host, Fat Mike, and I'm really excited for tonight because we got a lot of stuff planned here tonight. Not only myself, we're going to be talking some baseball and some NFL draft stuff. We got a lot of that going on, but we're also going to be talking quite a bit about baseball tonight, both the Sox and Cubs. Sox finally break their eight-game losing streak today. Finally, it only took forever, but they finally did it. Congratulations to the White Sox. Thank goodness for that. I know a lot of White Sox fans were getting all pissed and a little crabby about that big losing streak that they had there. It was not a good losing streak. It was not a lot of fun for all you guys, all your White Sox fans out there. But we're also going to be talking some Chicago Cubs as well. Right now, the last time I checked, the Cubs were up one nothing. Let's see how that plays out. The Cubs have not been playing all that great either. Dropping three of four to the fucking Pirates, guys. The Pittsburgh Pirates. They dropped three of four to the Pirates. Can you believe that? The Pirates are seriously a quad A team. I don't understand how they dropped three of four games to the Pirates. That's absolutely insane. I don't get it. I don't understand how that happens. But it drove me nuts. That's for damn sure. I know that 100%. That drove me absolutely insane. How do you lose to the Pirates? So, okay. Okay, hold on. Let me bite my tongue. Let me bite my tongue. Because here in a couple minutes, we got Fred Hubner coming on here, David Schuster on, and we are going to be talking and fantasy drafting the best baseball movies of all time and also the worst baseball movies of all time. Should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. These guys are older than I am, okay? These guys are older than I am. So they're probably going to put like Pride of the Yankees and, you know, uh, uh, the the a bunch of old school ones. They're probably gonna pick ones from like, like silent baseball films. If there is a silent baseball film, that's probably the ones that they'll pick. But I'm gonna go with some newer stuff. The stuff that the stuff that means a lot to me. It's gonna be good. You know, <laughs> our guy already Rex Grossman, sexy Rexy, who AKA Troy Palomalu. Maybe when I turn 95, I'll be into baseball. Troy, I'm telling you, buddy. Rex, I'm telling you, baseball is my favorite sport of all time. I love baseball way more than I love football. It's great. But that being said, guys, we're going to be talking about a lot. Oh, my guy Tarbill's in here. My guy. I love Andrew Tarbill. He's great. He's awesome. He's a great guy. Great guy. Great guy. But like I said, the Cubs. Okay. Let's start with the Sox first. Before I get into my Cubs, let's start with the Sox. The Sox are coming off a really bad skid here, guys. Really bad skid here, losing eight straight. But they got to win today. And I've been saying this since the beginning of the year, and I don't understand why this hasn't happened yet, okay? I really don't understand why this isn't a thing, that they're not starting Andrew Vaughn to begin with. Everybody says he can't hit, he can't hit righties, okay? All right. How do you expect him to hit righties if he never sees righties? You got to get this kid out there. You got to get him going. You got to get him seeing right-handed pitching. And today, blasts a clutch three-run homer off of a righty to put the Sox up 6-3 to to win the game. What else do you want from this kid? Let this kid play. I really, really like Andrew Vaughn. And so does, uh, I was going to say Jed Hoyer, so does Rick Hahn. He's already come out and said that, hey, He's not a bargaining piece. He's not that guy that we're going to try and get rid of. He's a good player. We're, we're going to want to keep on to him. Fine. But you got to play the kid. You have to see what you got in this kid. You can't just keep him so one-dimensional and strictly against lefties. You got to get him going. You have to get this kid moving in the right direction to where you actually see what you have in this kid. 
I like Andrew Vaughn a ton. I truly do. And me being – this is me saying this as a jealous Cub fan. I wish he was a part of the Cubs because if he was a part of the Cubs, we could do some fucking damage. I like Andrew Vaughn a ton. All right, Andrew Vaughn is not the way you're going to win or lose a game. In any aspect, he's going to help you, okay, especially right now with all these injuries that you have, and you have no opp- you have no other chance. You have no other – what's the word I'm looking for? You have no other option. Option. See, I get I get lost on simple words, guys, because I'm a simple-minded man. All right. You have no other option to play him right now. And watch. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here and lay back and just watch this kid shine because I really firmly believe that this kid has the makings of being a really good player, a superstar in an aspect. I really think he does. I truly do. Just like I've said for years that Dylan Cease, once he figures it out, this kid's going to be dangerous. He's going to be a piece. I think Dylan Cease is absolutely unbelievable, and he showed it again today on the mound. Going six, striking out, what, eight, nine people, ten people, whatever it was. He was absolutely dominant on the mound today. He just needs to be able to realize that, hey, I don't I, I don't just have to do this against the I, – I, I, can, I can do this against other teams besides Detroit. That's what he has to show, and he showed it today. He, he pitched his ass off today. Granted, it was against Kansas City. All right, Kansas City's not, you know, world beaters by any stretch. Okay, let's get real here. But he can show it, and he's got some filthy stuff, in my opinion, in my fandom opinion. All right, I'm not a professional, guys. I'm some poop dick sitting here hanging out doing my thing. In my opinion, in a fan opinion, I think that Dylan Cease has the filthiest stuff on this White Sox roster of all the pitching staff. More than Crochet, more than Kopech, more than Giolito, more than uh, – who, who's the other dickbag? Um, Lance Lynn, that fat shit with a bum knee because he – you know, I mean, come on. He has the filthiest stuff on this team. And you guys are going to be looking at a Cy Young candidate, I think. And you guys he, – he could be one of those guys. I firmly believe that. I think he could be one of those guys where in a couple of years you'll be like, oh, my God, he's the best in the league. He's, you know, he's one of those guys, yada, yada, yada. When I look at, when I look at Dylan Cease, I see Tim Linscomb. That's what I see, but healthier with, with not weird mechanics, but just as filthy as stuff. That's what I see. Now, moving on to the Cubs, congratulations to the White Sox, by the way, for beating your, uh, your eight, eight, eight losing streak, eight game losing streak. My Cubs, they're struggling. My Cubs, man, everybody knows I'm a Cub fan. They're struggling. I know the last time I checked, they were winning one nothing. Let's see how that prevails. I'm not a fan of this team right now. I, I like this team. They're fun to watch. I like watching some of the young guys. Nico Horner's been on a tear, and that's surprising to me. Ian Happ has been on an absolute tear, and that's very surprising to me because I think Ian Happ just wants to do nothing but make coffee and drink coffee. Um. And their pitching has been up and down, up and down, up and down. I thought Justin Steele, his first two starts, he looked good. His last two starts, he's looked like a train wreck. Legit, an absolute train wreck. Marcus Stroman has been been getting shellacked all year long. Their bullpen's okay. Hasn't been terrible. Keegan Thompson is the bulk of it. I like Keegan Thompson a lot. But they're going up against a couple rough teams here in the next couple of weeks. You got... Again, you got the White Sox coming up. That's going to be a, a wicked series. 
that's not going to be fun. But both teams suck right now, so let's see what happens. But come on, Cubs, get back on track. Frank Schwindel, come on, where's Frank the Tank? Where's Patrick Wisdom at when you need him? I need this team to do good. I just need them to win 70 games, 73 games. Just keep it interesting for me. That way I can still hold my fandom. I'll be all right. But, guys, really quick, we're going to start doing this tonight. I got both my guys sitting here in the background right now. I got Fred Hubner and Mr. David Schuster hanging out in the background. We're going to be doing the best and worst fantasy draft of baseball movies. It's going to be a lot of fun. I already see Fred sitting there sipping on a beer. You know I am. Let's get it going. But really quick before we get into this, guys, a couple quick words from a couple of our sponsors, and we will be right back in two minutes. Be right back. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jeff and Darren team. All right, so we are back, guys. That was a quick two minutes. And we are, we're, I'm going to welcome on my guys here, my guys Fred Hubner and my guys David Schuster. Welcome, guys. How are we doing? Doing good, Mike. How are you guys? Uh, I'm doing great. I just wanted before we do anything. The last <laughs> last time we did a fantasy draft, we had Offman here, and he kept screwing it up because he kept giving all of his picks at one time. So well, if we're going to do this this time. We got to. I I got it already in the randomizer. Okay. That's all, okay. That's all I got to do is hit click. That's all I got to do is hit click, and I'm going to be posting a nice little thing on it tomorrow on uh, on all the social media for 1252. Okay. With our names and. I'm going to take random screenshots tonight, so you guys may have a goofy-ass face sitting there. This wow. is David Schuster's pick as he's sitting there blinking and sneezing, and this is Fred as you're sitting there sucking on a bottle of beer. Hang on, hang on, guys. The Bulls are making a run. They just cut it to 27. All Jeez. right. Go Bulls. Yeah. Go Bulls. I didn't even bring them up tonight because I know it's going to be bad. Yeah, I watched the end of the first quarter, and that was more than enough. 
So <laughs> I, I got to tell you one thing, though. I don't, and David, you guys know this. I don't watch the NBA. I watch Bulls games. I can't fucking stand Giannis. He fouls every time he drives the lane. It's I an love offensive Giannis. He's a, he's a fucking, I mean, the, 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 how they, I, and I know that they, people that may, you know, may not have been watching it, but Jesus. The, and the Bulls, um, you know, they challenged. They should have won the challenge. They don't. He just goes down, and I think he's got, he's got, I know he's got double digit offensive fouls in the series already. He should have double that. I'll, I'll tell you what, sir, if, him. if he wanted to, he could break Will Chamberlain's 100 point game tonight. Mm. They got nothing to stop him. No, uh, nothing at all. It's going to be out of range, obviously, by halftime. So he probably won't even play in the second half. What yeah. is the current score right now? Uh, it is currently 49-25, so they've cut it to 24 now. <laughs> go I, used, I used to play in these intramural games at, at college where we'd go up against, like, some of these really good, you know, fraternities, and, you know, we'd lose, like, like 100 to 32 or something. Yeah. Like so I uh-huh. can identify with this. Yeah. Yeah, and the bull, the bull strategy today was to come out and shoot threes, <laughs> which, you know, the Bucks are giving what you the three, do? and at one time the Bulls, I think at one time the Bulls were three of twelve or something like that. So you know, you know there what their strategy go. should have been, Fred? Just stop at the broad stop and don't yeah. go any further. <laughs> no, stay home, right? Turn yeah. around on Madison, call it a day. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, so guys, I'm gonna click the randomizer here. Let's see what happens here. Click the randomizer. All right. There's, uh, I tried getting a couple of guys on today. I tried getting Mark G and Greco on with this. I tried getting um, uh, Dan, the voice guy. Um, Levy. Shit. Dan Levy, yes. I wanted to call him Kelly. Uh, Dan Levy, I tried to get him on with us tonight. Unfortunately, both those guys were busy to do a really good draft with us. And it, w- it would have been a lot of fun. It would have been a lot of fun. But unfortunately, I couldn't make it. But I do have some of Mark G and Greco's picks. Okay. Really, he was really excited about this and kind of bummed out that he could not come on with us tonight. And we'll give him his honorable mentions at the end of the draft. Okay. So we're going to do the, we are going to do the best baseball movies draft first. And the randomizer is going to stay the randomizer for the best and the worst. And right now it goes Dave, Fred, and me. So how lucky did I get grabbing third pick? Yippee, yippee, yahoo. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like every fantasy league I'm so- in where I get shit on and get the last pick. And how many rounds are we going in this? I mean, how many how many are we going to pick? We will go five rounds, so 15 movies total. Okay. All right, and it will be a snake draft. So one, two, three, and then I'll get the double bubble at three and go back and forth. And Dan gotcha. will get the double bubble at seven, eight, or whatever yep. it is. Okay. All right. Well, so, so, Mike, if, if somebody else says a movie that we have on our list, we can't use that it's one. It's off it your list. It's okay. off the list. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It is a fantasy draft. So, Dave, with the number one pick, Drum roll, please. He takes one soda. Selection is. Well, I got to go with Field of Dreams. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's it is my favorite baseball movie, and I must admit, I think I cry every time when uh, what's his face goes. Let's play a game of catch or whatever he says. I can't remember. Yeah, have a catch. Catch, right? yeah. yeah, let's play a catch or whatever it is. But uh, and and I finally went to the Field of Dreams field last year. It was my first time there. It was uh, the White Sox game, and it turned out to be everything that everybody hoped it would be. So it was really cool. T.A. But, with the walk-off? Yeah, T.A. with the walk-off. Although the place smells. Blech. I mean, it really does. <laughs> it's a farm. What do you want it to smell? It's not going to smell like peaches and roses. Yeah, it, It's going it to smell like horse good. shit. Oh, that's exactly what it smelled like. Um, cow <laughs> shit, actually. But uh, Field of Dreams. 
Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner, I think, has been in three baseball movies. This is the best of the three, obviously. And so, yeah. Um, although, you know what? I went on I went on some list here just to check out mine according to other people's list. And on some people's list, believe it or not, Field of Dreams is on their worst list. I don't get that one. I couldn't believe that shit either. You saw yeah. I was I was looking that up, too. I was like, I was like are you guys nuts? You got to be kidding me. You got to be nuts. This is one yeah, of the greatest movies of all time. I know a lot of people who don't like baseball movies that are not realistic. And there's a couple other movies that I'm sure will be in here, too. And they'll say that those things couldn't happen. I don't like that. And, you know, it's a baseball movie. Have some, have some fun. And if you've ever, I mean, if you've watched Field of Dreams, and I've had a chance to go to Field of Dreams, you know, when there was nobody there. And it wasn't a big crowd. This was 15 years ago. And then also stopping Galena, where you get to see, where you remember Moonlight Graham walking down the street and all that stuff. And it's very cool. So, um, yeah, that, that would have been, if I was number one, that would have been my pick, too. So. Sorry, Fred. There are two quotes. No, that's fine. There are two quotes. From the, before, you, before you pick, Fred, there are two quotes from the Field of Dreams that my brothers and I always say over the, over the course since we've watched the movie. It's been one of those movies that, it's like Shawshank. You see it on, you watch the rest of it. You don't fuck with it. You just leave it alone, right? But one is when, when uh, James Earl Jones is like, Moonlight Graham. You know, it's it's one of those iconic moments, or when James Earl Jones, so he's he's like, "Peace, love, dope." Now get the hell out of here! And he yells at Kevin Costner to get out of the house. Like, you know how many times I walked into my mom and dad's house, stoned off my ass, literally. And my brother Josh would be sitting at the kitchen table studying, and he'd be like, "Peace, love, dope." Now get the hell out of here! And start screaming at me. My dad be like, "Are you high? Are you high?" Like, "Yeah, dad, I'm high. Leave me alone." I'm way too high to have this conversation. Is what I am. So, all right, Fred, your pick at number two. Okay, this is tough because I have I I have uh, a lot of movies I really really love, and it came down to a couple. But I'm going to go with one that might surprise some of you. But I'm going with Pride of the Yankees. Yeah, I because think. the pride of the Yankees with Lou Gehrig, the Lou Gehrig story and all that stuff. And um, I was a huge fan of the movie the very first time I saw it. And uh, my buddies and I used to get drunk back in Cicero. We would walk the street corners with one hand on each other's shoulder, just going, Lou, 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 Gehrig, Gehrig. And we'd be doing it. People were yelling and cops were calling. We, we knew all the cops in Cicero, so that was okay. But pride of the Yankees is is definitely one of my – I, top two because those were the first two I had on my list. We're proud of the Yankees and feel the dreams. My, so I got to go. With, those are the yeah. first two on mine also. And what some people forget to uh, about that movie is the real Babe Ruth was yeah. in that movie, and he plays yeah. who else? Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. And so many with the tangle foot when he slips on the bats and all that stuff when he's here in Chicago and and he meets his wife and then he gets you know. You know, again, what are the odds that Lou Gehrig gets Lou Gehrig's disease? I mean, it's you know, it's kind of bizarre. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, and obviously, obviously, now we've not we've all known with our buddy Steve McMichael and every all the other people that have right. gotten it and things like that. Just an awful, awful disease. But uh, yeah, Pride of the Yankees, definitely right there. Anytime it's on, I'm watching it. And, and yeah. I'm, they they have digitized it, I think, to make it color, which is a mistake. You don't want to watch yes. it in color. You yeah. know, watching Pride of the Yankees in color is like watching It's a Wonderful Life in color. If you do it, you're an asshole. Just leave it alone. It's like watching the Three Stooges in color. Just don't do it. No, no. The Three you're Stooges, right. Pride of the Yankees, and It's a Wonderful Life need to be in black and white. If you if you choose other options, you're just a you you need to be arrested. You need to be put yep. in jail immediately. Yep. 
I That's agree. a great pick. I love Pride of the Yankees. Great movie, especially for, uh, Dave. You brought up a great, uh, my my favorite point in the movie. Babe Ruth plays Babe Ruth. It's it's amazing movie. I, I that was that was the very first baseball movie that I've ever watched, and it was my number one pick. I was hoping Fred was going to let that one slip. Yep. So all right, so now it's up to my pick here, and you get two. I get two. I'm going oh, back great. to back here, guys. I'm going back to back. I'm going to go Bull Durham. I love Bull Durham. I think this is a very good flick. Kevin Costner again, and uh, 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 Tim Robbins, uh, Susan Sarandon. It's it's a great movie. I love it. It's uh, it's it's one of it's, it's one of the best ones ever. Crash Davis. I mean, come on, that's where Crash came to be. For a career four A player, hitting nothing but home runs, gets a young rookie pitcher full of piss, full of vinegar, throwing the fireball, throwing the fastball, has a bunch of good stuff, but has no control. Great movie. Love this movie. It's one of my favorites, and that's why it's going to be my number one pick of the first. You know, yo guys, I think we're all of the same mindset because those are the, my first three movies also. And you know what? I, every time I watch Bull Durham and Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon, I really wonder if off screen, yeah, that last scene where they're going at it, like they, oh they are, they're fucking like bunnies. And Susan know? Sarandon is so hot in that fucking movie too. I just got a feeling they were doing Jeez. it off offset. Don't you? Yeah. There's another movie that she's in with James Spader called the white something. I can't remember the last part of it, but yeah, you want to catch that one. Cause Susan Sarandon's, very, very hot. And her daughter, her daughter is also unbelievably hot. If you watched um, the David Duchovny show, Californication, uh, her daughter was in that. And um, she's just unbelievable. It's, uh, yeah, it didn't fall too far from the tree. So, uh, but yeah, Susan Sarandon is great. Not, there's a lot of lines in that movie I love too, where, he, you know, he comes out and he, and, and I think Palace. that. Yes, it's at White Palace. And, and, um, there's a line where I think Kevin Costner says that ball flew like it had a stewardess on board or something like yeah. that. And it's just, well, you know, he knew it was coming. He, he, did. he did. I told him. <laughs> and, then, and then when he tells him and the guy stands there and he yells at him, he says, Hey, Hey, he goes, I gave you that. Don't you go stand in there showing him up. Run. Right. Yeah, and what that reminded me, that reminded me of Carlton Fisk telling Deion Sanders to run and that pop up near the plate. <laughs> so yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, that's that's one of my all time favorites is Bull Durham. It's an, it's again one of those baseball movies when it's on when it's like the three weeks before baseball season. Yeah, everybody's getting ready to rock and roll, and MLB Network throws on a movie. Uh huh. I'm watching that movie like it's one of those ones. My next pick. Now everybody's probably gonna pick on me for this one a little bit, and that's fine. I get it, but it's one of my favorites of all time, and it is one of the most iconic baseball movies of all time. Is Major League. I am definitely taking Major League here in a second round. I think that's a good spot for it. Joe Boo, I like it. You got a bunch of old school guys, a team that sucks trying to make the playoffs. You got Char Charlie Sheen. So many good play so many good actors in this movie. I'm taking Major League, guys. That's again, great. Again, the first four movies that we've talked about are the, in order, the exact four movies that I have on my list. Yeah, I'm, so I kind of, I, I'm kind of feeling confident with the double bubble right now. I'm kind of feeling confident. Yeah, no, Major League was Major League was amazing, absolutely wonderful movie, and um, so many great lines. I, you know, I don't even think I watched Major League Two. There's certain movies where when you see that when the first one's so good, you don't want to watch the second one. I never saw Anchorman Two. Okay, um, terrible. I, yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what Those I've heard. That's the chicken of the cave. <laughs> so. 
I didn't want to. I didn't ever want to see Major League Two, but Major League One just a, a truly amazing movie. Just great, absolutely yeah, great. I love Major League, and uh, the one thing I I love Tom Berenger in that movie being the old busted up catcher. Just kind of like he's like a, he's like a Crash Davis two at this point. He's like Kevin Costner two in from Bull Durham. Yeah, old beat up guy doesn't deserve to be in the league anymore. Getting drunk in Mexico, playing for the Tijuana Tigers or wherever the hell they are, sitting there hanging out, drinking vodka, drinking tequila. Gets a call. One of the best lines in that movie is when they're going through the players' names, and they're sitting there. They're like, "I'm pretty sure he's dead. Cross him off, then." That's yeah. it. Every yep. time that line comes about, I laugh my fucking ass off. It's one of the yeah. best parts. In any movie ever, it's no. I love that line. It's such a classic, iconic line. So, it's yeah, great. Major League, number two yep. pick. Fred, right. it's back to you, my man. My number two uh, is uh, Robert Redford and The Natural. Now, okay. again, there are some people that, again, don't like that because there are certain things that happen in that movie they say can't happen. He's not going to knock the lights out, all this other kind of stuff. But you know what? When he's on the, uh, when he's on the train – going across and he um you know he, he he strikes out the guy that's supposed to be babe ruth and all that that was awesome i love the natural just such a great movie with where the guy kept following him robert duvall is the writer and then he follows the ball right up into the um the press box right over his his typewriter because they weren't using computers um so the natural is just a great great movie uh love it i read the book also and it's funny because one of the lines in uh, The Natural, Robert Redford said, I want to remember it, be remembered as the greatest to ever play the game. In the book, they scrap all of his, record, or his records, and there is no record of him ever playing right. in the book. It's a really good book. Um, but, uh, yeah, The Natural is, is definitely uh, – it's hard for me to pick between, you know, what we, you got, what we all picked for the first and in that, The Natural. But uh, I've probably seen The Natural, boy, as much as – some of the other ones because I I love watching it. I have a lot of them on uh, on DVR or DVD. I don't know the hell I'm going to do with them. You can just look. You can just look <laughs> them all up on streaming now. But yeah, uh, so yeah, the natural will be my number two. All uh, right. So really quick, our guy Andrew Tarbell says great baseball series to watch is Eastbound and Down, which I fully recommend that you guys watch because it's the funniest fucking show ever. Yeah. With uh, Danny McBride, it's one of the greatest shows ever. It's I'm fucking in, you're fucking out. He is the man. I love that series. It's great. But really quick about The Natural, David, before you make your pick, I told you guys at the beginning of this that Mar I was talking with Mark G. and Greco here a little bit, and he said that he's, he's I forgot that The Natural has to be in my top three. Great in its own right, but also being shot in Buffalo made it even better for him himself. Sure it did. Wrigley Field was at his mom's high school. The Parkside Diner was a candy store we went that he went to his kids. The Knights ballpark was War Memorial Stadium where the Bills played in the 60s and where we played our arch rivals for the Catholic League football title in high school. So, I mean, that's one of that's one of yeah. Mark Gian Greco's favorite movies of all time. It's definitely in his top three. I yeah. definitely wanted to bring it up on on uh, on, a, on appeal for Mark Gian Greco because he wasn't able to make it here tonight. He's out dining and dashing, bibbity bobbity boobity and you know, you know how those Italians get. You don't have, you don't have to, they don't have to dine and dash in Chicago cut. They just get comped all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, they get comped yeah. there, or else somebody's gonna be swimming <laughs> with the fishes over there. But, <laughs> but all right, Dave, your pick with the double bubble. Oh, I get two here. You get yep. two. Okay, I'm gonna go a little abstract here, 
Um, and I'm going to go with uh, the original Bad News Bears. Yes. Um, just because I think Walter Matthau is funnier than shit in this movie. Yep. <laughs> He's just a drunk, you know, put in a situation. And there's a lot of, you know, uh, I think Jodie Foster's in that movie, and I can't yep. remember who else. And I don't know. I mean, it's about kids in baseball, but I just thought it was so funny. And there's also um, a person in that movie who I was such a big fan of, and Fred will remember this, the old combat show. Uh-huh. Vic Morrow. Yep. Vic Morrow plays the opposing coach. And I guess it wasn't too long after that, Fred, that Vic Morrow met his untimely death when they were uh, recording uh, the movie Twilight Zone. And unfortunately, he walked in front of a <laughs> propeller on an airplane and got what decapitated. Well, I thought I had heard it was a I had thought it was a um, a helicopter that came that down helicopter? in in that there was a little pond or something like that. And the helicopter was coming down, and I had heard that it, it was either one could be right, but yeah, he uh, it, it definitely that's that that's the definition of untimely. Uh, yeah, getting your head taken off from a propeller. That um, sounds miserable. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is. But uh, yeah, he was like a great actor. Twilight Zone. Yeah, he was a great, great actor. But yeah. Bad news. Uh, Bad news. Bears was. Uh, it was great. It was classic. Again, yeah, that's another one. He's fantastic. That's another one. I didn't really like watching the. You know the follow ups after that. Bad news. Bears two. Bad news. Bears go to Japan. You know whatever. So bad news. Bad news. Bears take Tokyo. Bad news. Yeah. Bears. Right. Yeah. Beyond the Valley of the Bad News Bears. No. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Revenge of the that's Bad News Bears. It's like Rambo movies. You get like 19 right. of them. It's like, what the hell yeah. is going on here? Yeah. All right. Am I up again? Yep. You are Your up third again. Round you pick. Bubble okay. As my well, wife yeah. brings me beers for this fantasy draft. Okay. There you go. Megan and PBR. You know, I, I, I feel naked without one myself, but I had some more. <laughs> I had, oh, my God. I, I had some George Hoffman wine earlier, so I forgive me for that. There you um, go. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. So you're my, sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> Never that sleepy. All right, my, my <laughs> other one is, and it's not a, well, actually, it's probably a remake. It was a remake of the original Bad News Bears, not not Bad News Bears 2 or whatever. It was with Billy Bob Thornton playing the lead character that Walter yeah. Matthau did. And I'm such a big Billy Bob Thornton fan because one of my favorite movies of all time is Bad Santa. The first time I saw Bad Santa, I think I literally soiled my pants. I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. It was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, and B Bad Santa 2, by the way, is one of the worst movies of all time. There you go. <laughs> you know, and another one, you know, the original Ted, remember that one? That yes. was great. And then Ted 2 was gar garbage also. Right. But, but uh, the remake of Bad News Bears with Billy Bob Thornton, who, again, I just love. And it was pretty much the same movie, but he, he was great in it. So I'm going with uh, the remake of uh, Bad News Bears. Okay. Okay. Right, there you go. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, listen, Billy Bob Thornton. There's one. There's one role that Billy Bob Thornton plays extremely well, and Billy Bob Thornton plays a really good drunk. Yes. In every movie that, like he in Goliath, the series Goliath on, I think it's Showtime or HBO, one of the two. He's a drunk lawyer. Plays a great drunk. Awesome. Bad Santa plays a great drunk. Bad News Bears plays a great drunk. I'm starting to think that he's just a drunk. You know, like, I mean, he, he plays it so well that he has to be a drunk, right? Actually, I think he's more of a drug addict, but whatever it takes. Yeah. You know? Hey, whatever it yeah. takes, right? 
Plus, he, he, had, plus he had, at least for a couple of years, he had Angelina Jolie, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that for a couple of years. No, right. absolutely not. He, he was also in, for those who watched it, he was in 1883, the uh, TV show, and yeah, he, he, was. he played the sheriff in a town, and he was the baddest ass sheriff. He came in, he shot a guy, he goes, no one else is shooting anybody in this, uh, in this place but me. And um, they talked about how uh, everybody uh, talked about working with him. Tim McGraw talked about working with him, and everybody else, they just said working with Billy Bob. They go, there were sometimes they'd forget their lines because they were just watching in awe of him working in that one scene in the bar. And um, yeah, he's he's a great actor, absolutely yes. a great actor. Wasn't 100% he, hey, great actor. Hey, Fred, wasn't he also in uh, you know the Fargo TV show? One of the seasons that they did that also on. I, I think so. Was... I didn't watch. Uh, um, I was one of the only people that didn't like the wasn't Fargo he movie. In Fargo though, I think he might have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the TV series they had the TV series that was a, you know on. You know, right. I didn't really watch it, but I that was, he was on FX. On. That was on FX. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, my third pick. Your this is not day. easy because there's other ones I want to make sure I get in there, and I'm, I think I'll. I think some of these you guys will get to. Um, okay, let's go with one that I had not seen for the longest time, and one time my my sister and my two nieces said, "Uncle Fred, you got to come over and watch the movie." So I went over. They made s'mores. And I watched The Sandlot for the very first time oh, with my my next pick <laughs> with my with my sister and her two daughters. So the three of them were showing me Sandlot, and they knew like every line, they knew everything that was coming up. And I had not seen, I had never seen the movie. I think it, me thinking it was a kids' movie had no interest in watching it. And um, it's 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 a great flick, you know, just a, you know with the whole Babe Ruth playing with the Babe Ruth sign baseball and. All right. the other things. Just a great, great movie. And, uh, yeah, so that's my – sorry, Mike. That's my uh, third pick. That was my next pick. Son of a bitch. Yep. The, the, the Sandlot was one of those ones because it came out when I was a kid. Um, obviously, in when you're in Little League and you, you, you do all that shit, you, you, you always think that – when I was a kid, I still, to this day, I mean – you guys are a couple of years older than I am, but you still think when you're my age, we're like double your age. Okay, but thirty five years, thirty five <laughs> years and younger. All right, you guys were a little closer to the story of Babe Ruth. Okay, you guys were a little bit closer. Your dads Not remember watching Babe Ruth play. <laughs> yeah. All right, but your your fathers remembered Babe Ruth playing possibly, or your grandfathers did if you had conversations with them. Mine grandfathers, did not. yeah, grandfathers. All right, mine did not. Um. So when it comes down to it was, I always thought that Babe Ruth was kind of a myth. You know, he was just, he was folklore. You know, he didn't exist. He was like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster or the Sasquatch, you know, like the, the New Jersey Devil type of guy. You know what I mean? You never thought about it. But like when you see that, it's like you, you look up his numbers. And one of the things that my dad gave us every, he gave us one of these things every time at like our ninth birthday, he would buy us the brand new baseball encyclopedia. Yeah. All right, like on our ninth, tenth birthday, he would quiz us on stuff, and we would sit there and flip through pages, look up this guy, and we'd finger through the pages and find it. It's like, holy shit, Babe Ruth was awesome, seven hundred fourteen yeah. home runs. Oh my god, you know, like three forty two career average. Oh my goodness, you know, one of those type of things. So when you watch that movie, and it's it's like Babe Ruth, the Colossus of Clout, the Bambino, the Great yeah. Bambino. Yeah, you know, it's it's such a good movie, such a good movie. Squints and. It, oh, I just love that. It's it's a great movie. Great pick. Great pick. Yep. Now your picks. All right. So 
I'm going to go for it. It's a, it's a good one. It, I like this one. It's a baseball movie, but it is a baseball. I'm going to go with a league of their own. I think that's a good pick for a third round pick in a three man draft. <laughs> that was, that would have been that that's if I didn't go with the sand line, a league of their own was going to be where I was going. Tom Hanks is awesome. In that you got Madonna in there. You got Rosie O'Donnell in there. You got Gina uh, Davis. Gina, Gina Davis, Davis is yes. great. Gina yep. Davis is fantastic. And it gives the story of what normal baseball fans, especially a kid myself growing up, I never knew that there was women's baseball way back in the day. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that, that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Chicks out oh, there. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Women out there. <laughs> chicks out there. Women out there playing in skirts, getting all fouled up, sliding on bullshit surfaces and scowling up their knees and, you know, all that other stuff. It was it was really cool for me to watch as a kid. And you dig your research back. One of the things, one of the main things when I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame as a kid is that that was one of the exhibits that I wanted to see because I didn't think it was real. And when, it, when you go to the Baseball Hall of Fame and you put it into perspective and finally realize that it was a real thing, it puts everything into perspective. A League of Their Own is one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. I love you know, that. Guys, movie. it was just on, I don't know what it was on, just two nights ago I was watching it again. And, it, yeah, it's a great movie. It's a lot, and Everybody's wonderful in that movie. You know who's the best person for me in that movie? And he's not in it very long, by the way. John Lovitz is fantastic in that movie. <laughs> I mean – just hearing him and seeing him, I just crack up every time, and he's fantastic in that movie. Fantastic. Yeah, I have I have a friend that got played baseball a year ahead of us, and he was going and playing at uh, IIT, and he actually helped coach Madonna and some of them to at least look like they knew what they were doing uh, for that movie. And a lot of that movie was shot at Wrigley Field, and uh, so yeah, it was very very cool. Very cool. All right, that's my pick again here for three double bubble here, and I am going to go. I got a couple ones here, and I don't know which where I'm going to go, but shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope for one on the way back around. I'm gonna <laughs> go with Trouble with the Curve. Oh, I love that movie. Um, I really do like that movie. A lot of people and, don't. A lot of people don't like it, but yeah, I love it too. Uh, I think it's a really good flick, directed by uh, Clint Eastwood. Amy Adams, Justin Timberlake, uh, talks about a scout that's kind of losing it there a little bit. Uh, his eyes are going bad, but he can still hear everything, and it just goes that analytics aren't everything. And that's the way I feel baseball is now today, where analytics are not everything. It's one of those things that I absolutely love. Just because a guy that can put a ball in play doesn't mean necessarily he's the best option. It's the, the, where a 220 hitter is a better option than the guy that hits 318. I, I just don't understand baseball in today's metrics. But Trouble with the Curve is one of my all-time favorite baseball movies. I really do love that movie. You know, I, I sit up in the press box a lot over the years with a lot of the scouts, the real scouts. Yeah, and right. they told me that that movie is as close to baseball movie as you get because it depicts scouts in reality, and, and a lot of these guys are old-time baseball scouts who hate the analytics, by the way. Right, sure. And so this movie goes against the analytics, like you just said, Mike, and mm -hmm. they love that movie, and so did I. I really, really like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, it's such a good one. Fred, how about you? What's your take on Trouble with the Curve? No, I'm, I'm a big fan, and uh, Amy Adams was great uh, in the movie. She's absolutely wonderful. 
That's, that's her name, right? To look at too, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, she was absolutely great in the movie, and um, it's always great. Um, I know this sounds sexist, but it's always great when a woman knows baseball. Yes, it's always great when you have women that know the game. I mean, uh, you know, last week we had Courtney Finnegan on; she knew knows the game. It, it, having people on that know the game and being able to talk to it uh, to them, and uh, it's it's so much fun and. Um, she was great. Obviously, she probably doesn't know it. She's a great actress. She probably doesn't know baseball, but she pulled the role off, and she was tremendous in it. Right. And Justin Timberlake was great as yeah. you know, as a smug kind of guy who who didn't want to be too highfalutin, but um, you know, knew that there was a, a thing, something he could learn, um, you know, from Clint Eastwood. So I know I loved the movie. Absolutely loved it. Great, so, great. I yeah, Fred, it's up to you on your on your fourth pick overall. Okay, there's so many. It's unbelievable. Um, what I am going to wait for, and I know I'm going to get it get it on the way back. I think, um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with. Um, damn, I'm going to go with Moneyball because oh. because because it's um it's it's true. Um, you know, Billy Bean is good looking, but you know he can only hope he was Brad Pitt good looking. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that that movie did the movie and the book did so much for baseball. Now, a lot of people will, like you were saying with analytics and myself also, a lot of people will say not necessarily for the better, but if you watch the movie, they talk a lot about on base percentage. That's right. fine. But I, I posted something the other day, David, and I'm listening, I'm watching the Sox game and I was watching it on, um, Oh, I think it was on FS1 instead of the regular, and that's what I was watching. And they were talking about that what the White Sox actual actual average was and what their expected average was. And I'm going, you know, I just put posted. I said, you know what? You play games by actual average. I said you hoist actual trophies. It's not ex the White Sox are expected to win, and you know what? But actually, they're not. Um, so. Some of the analytics just get so crazy for me, um, but I thought Moneyball was done real well. I love um, I love Philip Seymour Thomas playing Art Howe. Uh, that was great. Philip Seymour um, Who did I say, Thomas? Yeah, Philip Seymour Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I, know who that I think is. you're C. Thomas Howell. And I'm mixing them all up. up. Mixing all up, those yeah. guys with three names, yeah. C. Michael um, Scott, uh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. So, um, but I, I just thought I thought it was a great flick. So it's on my list, and I it's one of the movies I went out and bought in in um, in Blu-ray again. I don't know why I can see it anywhere, but yeah, I have it. And uh, so yeah, that's got to be on my list uh, in my my number four slot. Can I can I just say this? Uh, I'm getting off the subject a little bit, but I know I'm kindred with Fred on this one. Every time Aaron Bummer comes into a game and he, oh, fucks, fuck. and he fucks up. Time to drink. It's time to drink when Aaron Bummer comes in. You know, and, and, and Fred takes off on Bummer every time. And 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 I laugh because I feel exactly the same way. Throw fucking strikes. God yeah. And I and I keep hearing them say they've said it for the last two years. Uh, but Eddie and Stone have said it for you know, it's just just a little blue pit here, a little they all count. And Stone mentioned it last week. Um, he said, Aaron Bummer cannot throw a first pitch strike. Right. And if if you're facing it, David, if you, me, or Mike faced Aaron Bummer, he would walk us because no he doubt. would not throw three strikes 
before he would throw four balls. He wouldn't. He can't do it. It's I, I brutal. Don't think, I don't think anything infuriates me more when it comes to baseball. When you have a lead in a game and your reliever comes in and walks the leadoff batter, it yep. pisses me off. You know, yeah. and if I'm the starting pitcher when I see that, I want to go out and strangle the fucker. Yeah, yeah. That the dreaded leadoff walk, as Hawk would always say, and it yeah. definitely is. And actually, when you know when Aaron Bummer's in the game, you can just put it down in your scorecard. Uh, it's going to be a walk in the first guy he faces. Brutal. And, and he's, brutal. Got, he's got he's got good stuff, by the way. Yeah. yeah. You got to throw strikes. It's just at one stuff. point, Aaron Bummer was dominant. I mean, he was and, dominant at one and, point, and then he just shit the bed over the last course of the last two years. What's see, happened? but if you look if you look at his numbers when the year's over you'll still think he was really good. But if you watch each and every game, like David said, when you're pulling your hair out, you're drinking, you know, going crazy. Because And, and Hendricks isn't much better so far this year. You no, know? And now, I'm sorry, now the White Sox trying to pass off that Liam Hendricks slipped in the locker room or in the clubhouse between the ninth and 10th innings the other day. Yeah, trying that's to give less, Trying to give Yasmani Grandal a pass for that bad throw he threw. Yep, I called you, know, you that next day, and I was just crap. I was like, he's just, uh, we're, hey. you're definitely getting off topic on this one." But yeah, I'm yeah. Get if Yasmani Grandal knew how to fucking be a catcher, he would hit the catch. He would hit the pitcher in the chest every time on a throw. That'd back. be nice. I'm gonna get a little bit even further off topic real quickly because I mean Hendricks has not been good so far this season. That's pretty obvious. No. And there was a game about a week or so ago before they went on the pass road trip. And he got the save, but it was a shaky save that day. And after the game, you know, he, he he sort of went off on me because I asked him, I go, you know, you got the last out on a, on a on a slider. It was a decent pitch. But before that, all your sliders, they weren't even close to the plate. So I, you know, sort of couched. I said, you know, um, hey, Liam, are you, know, are you a little concerned that your slider is less like fractionally off? I was giving him an out. And he goes, what do you mean? And so I go, oh, shit, he's going to take off on me, which yeah. he did, by the way. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I mean, you know, they're not biting on your slider because it's just too far on the outside part of the plate. It's not even – matter of fact, it wasn't even on the outside part of the right. plate. It was outside the you know, damn plate, period. And he goes, well, do you think I throw sliders for strikes? And I said, well, I, I would hope sometimes you do. He goes, no, I never throw sliders for strikes. So I wasn't going to win that one. He, he no. went on me, and I, I knew I was right. Yeah, he, he got to at least throw it close enough to the plate for them to bite it. He was so right. far that's, off the plate, right. they right. weren't biting at all. And that's the same thing with Bummer's pitch. Bummer's got a tremendous slider, but the problem is, you know, Grandal can barely stop it. And, you know, that's why we see Reese McGuire behind the plate so much, because he can actually stop balls in the dirt. And uh, hopefully that'll happen in the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> Let's anyway, hope. I got to go make- off. Dave, make your next pick here, and after that first pick, we're going to take a quick little break and finish up this draft. So go ahead. Okay, um, uh, I'm going to go with a, another sappy movie that I, I think I've cried a couple of times. Uh, and Robert De Niro is great in this movie, by the oh, way. He's I also ter- he's son terrible in some other movies, but this one he's That's great. That's the one I was hoping it would fall to me. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Bang the drum slowly. Yes. Robert De Niro is wonderful. He's a goofy-ass catcher. He's got a bad disease. He dies. No, I just gave it away. He dies at the end of the movie. Michael Moriarty is also in this movie. He's fantastic in it. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a long, long no. time, but I just recall it was really, really a good Such movie. Such a great movie. Yeah. Such a great is, movie. That is, is a great, a great movie. Flick. Robert De Niro in that movie is absolutely fantastic. It's, it's such not a one- good movie. 
it's not one that's on a lot. It's not one that's easy to find. It's not like, you know, it's not like Pride of the Yankees or some of the other ones. It's uh, not on all that often, but it's a great flick. Because I knew I had heard about it and had not seen it. I had to hunt it out and search it out. And uh, then when I finally saw it, I, you know, it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so. Bang the Drum Salute is, is seriously one of my favorite. It's Again, I know I keep on saying this over and over and reiterating what I keep on saying, but it's one of those movies whenever I see it on, I always try and record it so where I can watch it again because it's one of those movies that you have to seek out. And yeah, I don't feel like paying $3.99 for a movie. So if I can get it for free, <laughs> I'll get it for free. So, but yeah, great, great movie. Great pick, Dave. Great pick. Now, guys, really quick, we're going to be back with our next we got so many good more baseball movies. Let's let's end it up on David on the double bubble on this next round. We'll go through one more round and end up on David on the on the on the double bubble. And then we'll give some honorable mentions or something too. Yeah, we'll give some yeah. honorable mentions and all that other good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll give it we'll get it going here. We'll do, uh, I have we'll time, do I have, do I have time to get another beer? You got plenty of time to get another beer. You got plenty okay. of time to get another beer, guys. We'll Sounds be good. back in three minutes. You guys just kind of hang out with us, and we will be right right back. Here we go. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000 square foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Hi, this is Kathy O'Connell at Coach's Corner. Located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Our phone number is 708-364-1026. We are Orland Park's number one sports bar. Come in for our wonderful beer menu and seltzers with a fully stocked bar. Watch a game, drink a beer, and try something off our amazing menu. We have everything to choose from. Nachos, potato skins, and our house-made bar chips to start off with. Then try our tacos, burgers, and one of our delicious sandwiches. And don't leave without trying our famous jumbo wings. They do not disappoint. Coach's Corner, it will sure to become your local bar. Again, we are located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Come see us today. football are you ready brother real football action on a glossy game surface play shuffle style slide a shuffle puck at pass or run targets and a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail easy to learn but this game of skill is difficult to master take care of the ball or turnovers will kill your drive the game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning and it's perfectly sized to take anywhere the park a barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game night. Fozzie football is simply the best, most realistic, and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves, 
and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama where a last second Hail Mary can break hearts or make champions. All right, and we're back. Thank you to those sponsors here, Fozzie Football, the Megaplex Sports, and Coach's Corner. Can't wait to get myself and Fred on down. Hopefully, maybe David can come and join us at that day over at Coach's Corner out in Orland Park for the last Cubs-Sox game that day. Be a lot of fun hanging out, drinking, having a good time. We're doing a pre- and post-game May 29th, Sunday, May 29th. We're going to be there from 12 to 6 o'clock until the game ends. We're having a fun time hanging out, watching the Cubs and the White Sox play. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, so it's a great place. Guys. Great it's place. a great place. Awesome I, I had been there a couple of years ago for the NCAA first round uh, with guys that uh, – uh, David, the uh, Fat Mike had a chance to meet Tom Kelly uh, awesome. a couple times. Well, he met him here on, on, the, on the thing when, when we did the retirement thing. But we sat there, um, I went with uh, TK and Joe Davis and a bunch of other guys watching the first round of the NCAA tournament two years ago at Coach's Corner. And it's a really good place, uh, great food. We had a great, great time, so can't wait to get out there at the end of May. Uh, hopefully by then the White Sox can be playing better and the Cubs can be playing better, I guess. They're playing, they're playing better. Go, baby. They're up 3 nothing in the fifth. Are they really? The Cubs? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Go Cubs. There go. go. Strowman. It's a Stroh show today, baby. He's pitching today? Yep. No, no, he pitched yesterday. He pitched yesterday, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So who's yeah, pitching he's, today? He's they been bad. Some guy, some guy named Lighter. I don't even know who he is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's Mark it's, uh, Leiter. That's, that's Al Lighter's other kid. Okay. I think. Oh, it's his, his nephew. Brother? Nephew? Okay. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> he's he a brother. Brother. Well, he went, he went two innings, and now Thompson is in the game, by the way. All and right. he's pitched really on. well. It strikes out a ton. So yeah. Cubs got it locked down, guys. Cubs got it locked down. So, David, it is your pick to begin the fifth round. We'll end at six, guys. We'll go through one more round. David, you'll have the last pick of the sixth round because there's so many great baseball movies. And then, oh, we yeah. start, then we will start the worst baseball movie draft. We can't we can't go deep in the worst ones because I don't. No, we can't actually because yeah, I, I only got a couple. Many. Yeah, yeah I, I, got, got I, got some, I got some terrible ones. I got some okay. terrible ones. Okay. So, all um, right. So here we go, right. David. Your pick, first pick of the fifth round. All right. I'm gonna go pretty far back. I know Fred's probably seen this movie because when we're growing up, we saw all these old movies. But <clears throat> it's a movie starring Ray Milland, and it's called "It Happens Every Spring." Yep. And Ray Milland Ooh. plays a professor at a college, and he discovers some kind of chemical thing in his chemistry class. And if you put it on a baseball, the baseball goes like a wiffle ball you know, like all over the place. And he gets, I, I can't remember, Fred, he might have to help me out with this one. He starts pitching or he gives it to somebody. I don't even yeah, remember. Here's what he does. It's it's a, um, he, uh, the stuff, it's an ointment. And if you put it at anything, it repels wood. Right. So, <laughs> so he gives it, he, he like starts slumber. pitching and he gives his catcher, he gives his catcher some of it, and he also has it on his hair and everything else, and he rubs it, and he throws the ball, and the ball does weird things and everything. And it, it's a it's a hilarious movie. It's very, very funny. Uh, it's on my list here, too. I've heard of it. Happens you know, every spring. You know, when you say it repels wood, it reminded me of uh, my days growing up when I was with a bunch of women. and Yeah. I was going to say everybody. I was going to say everybody. Everybody I knew in high school. Yeah, I had that same thing. Yeah. 
God. I didn't when have that problem, impelling... fellas. Well, never mind. I didn't have that problem, fellas. <laughs> congrats. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <So>. stupid. <laughs> I've oh. never seen this movie, but I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to look it up tonight and I'll oh, throw it's it a, up. It's, it's an old movie. It's, a, it, it's, it's just a takeoff. It's pretty funny, actually. I'll yeah. watch it. I'm going to give it a try tonight. Tonight, I will be watching that movie. Okay. Now, David, I'll call you tomorrow at 6.45 in the morning and let you know how it works. Yeah, you know I'm, like, I'm that early morning guy. Yeah, you know, I've so. seen I've seen Mike's phone call at seven o'clock quite often. So, <laughs> um, okay, mine. I'm gonna say I've got a bunch of other good ones, but and a lot of people would say, how can you get this deep and not have 42 on your list? It's still not going to be on my list because <laughs> there's a movie that I like better than 42, and I've mentioned this movie numerous times over the last several years. It's called Soul of the Game. And it's not only about Jackie Robinson. It's about Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson. It's actually more about those two because those two are struggling to get into the big leagues. And here comes the UCLA grad, the guy that's got all the notoriety, and uh, Branch Rickey selects him to become the first black player to play in the major leagues while Josh Gibson's hitting fucking balls out of Comiskey Park. and. You have Satchel Paige pitching for decades and decades, and here comes Jackie Robinson sliding in. Uh, obviously, what Jackie did was amazing, uh, but Soul of the Game is a great movie, and um, you got to check it out. It wasn't done more than uh, maybe 15 years ago, but it's a really, really good flick, and uh, love the heck out of it. So Soul of the Game is my uh, fifth round pick. All right, I like it. That's a good, I've, I've never seen it. I got, it on D- I, got, I, I got it on DVD if you'd like to borrow it. That's, another, that's yeah. another one I'm going to I'm have to look up. Come on over to my new house. I'll have, a, I'll have just a baseball viewing and all the baseball DVDs I got. Hey, I'm, so, I'm game. I'm game. Yeah. Whenever you're ready for me to come on by and spend a day to watch baseball flicks, I'm game. Sounds good. Okay. All right, so here's my next two picks. And like I said, we'll end at David's last pick here. I'm going to do my next two picks. And my next two picks, I can't believe it hasn't been taken off yet is I'm going to go with 61. 61's a great movie. I like that. The Maris and uh, Mickey Mantle run in 61, uh, produced by Billy Crystal. Um, it's just amazing, the story of it all. I mean, it really is. How, how much stress it was on Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle to do this. Uh, it's it's It was an HBO film, I believe, and it's... It, I can watch that movie anytime it's on. It's it's yeah. so good. How much stress those guys were under, and then the the the, the 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 depiction of what happened later on when McGuire finally broke the record of hitting sixty three homers or whatever it was, or sixty two homers. It's one of those movies again from my childhood that I'll love forever. I love sixty one. It's a great flick. Uh, I know I just keep on saying over and over and over. This is a great movie. This is a great movie. But I really it love is it. yeah. It truly is. And my yeah. last pick, my last pick, this is just for me, all right? It's not even a baseball movie. Is This is something that's important to me. I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Fighting Sullivans. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with baseball. It does. It no. does. There is a line in that movie, and I'll tell you why. There's a line in that movie. Okay. Where the where the parents where all the boys go to war and stuff like that, and the one kid's getting ready to go to war. And he sits there, and the, the, the father is sitting at the kitchen table listening to the radio. 
And he says, Morowski went six today, striking out eight. Yeah, there you go. And that's the reason why I love that movie. So I'm picking the Fighting Sullivans. But even though that's a bad one, all right, my next one. Let people know that the reason you like that is because it, it, most people just know you as Fat Mike. Fat Mike, yeah. My yeah. last name is Morowski, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my, my family loves that movie because my mom made us sit and watch it, and it was one of my mom's favorite movie, The Fighting Sullivans, and it's a great, great flick. And, uh, yeah, they all all the brothers go to war. They all they all die, right? They all die, yeah. They I know. Die. Again, I'm, yeah. I'm giving it away, but the movie was done in the 40s. It's, it's an amazing so. <laughs> movie. But uh, since that is not a base, I just wanted to put that on the list because my name is mentioned in the movie. Okay. And my, my who knows? It could have been my great, 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 great uncle that struck out been. six against the Phillies that day. <laughs> but I, my other one, I am definitely, definitely going to take Brewster's Millions. <laughs> Richard Pryor winning all this money, taking over a team, making this, spending all this money. It's awesome. Brewster's Millions. Come on. Who doesn't like Richard Pryor? It's a baseball movie, no? Wasn't he in another baseball movie, a Bingo something or other yeah. All-Stars? Yeah, Bingo Yeah, and the... Uh, Traveling All-Stars? Yeah, Bingo Long or Bingo something. Yeah, yeah, he was. I'm taking so Brewster's been- Millions as my last pick. Okay. So well, that wasn't that, you. That was not on my list. So um, <laughs> that yeah. movie sucks. It's not on my list. You're a joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see here. There's so many honorable mentions we'll throw out at you. Yes. But this one's got to be on my list. One, because um, I got to know the guy the movie was made about. And two, because the guy hated the actor that, that portrayed him. Um, <laughs> fear, fear strikes out. Um, about it was the Jimmy Pearsall story. Fear strikes out. They took Jimmy Pearsall's movie or his book and made a movie with Anthony Perkins, the guy that played um Psych in the Psycho movie. Uh, okay, he I can't remember Bates first. No, Norman Bates. He played Norman Bates in the Psycho movie, and Anthony Perkins couldn't throw a baseball across my family room. Yeah. <laughs> And Jimmy Purcell was so pissed off. If you would ever want to piss him off, just ask him, what do you think about Tony Perkins playing you in a movie? Oh, my God. He was um, pissed off. But you know what? Anthony Perkins did other things really well in that movie. Climbing the screen, which apparently Jimmy says never happened. Um, but just a great, great movie. Carl Malden plays Jimmy Purcell's dad. And he, like, pushes him and makes sure he always stays on him and, uh, Pearsall, who was a great, great outfielder, one of the great defensive outfielders in the game, actually had come up as a, as a shortstop. They wanted him to play. I can't remember now if they wanted him to play short and he was an outfielder or if he was an outfielder that wanted him to play short. I can't remember which one. But he's standing there. There's a scene in the movie where he's standing at shortstop and in the middle of the night at Fenway Park, and he just hears all these voices and all that. It's a great, great flick. Um now, Fear Strikes Out, it's one that's on a little bit more than some of these other old movies, but um, if you have not seen it, you got to catch it because it's just a great movie. And it talks about, you know, mental illness. It talks about a problem with, um, you know, and I'm sure with all of the, uh, with all of the, um, I told Mike the other day, David, on, on Monday, Mark DeRosa, they asked him how his weekend was, and he said, well, he goes, travel baseball parents are ruining the game. He said, but then again, he goes, I forgot. They're all, all their kids are making the big leagues. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more kids in the future who are going to be fucked up because their parents 
and pushed them and pushed them and pushed them. And uh, so they should all make sure, maybe every parent should see Fear Strikes Out. But it's a, it's a great classic movie and uh, one I it had to be on my list. Yeah. Yeah, Fear Strikes Out's a great flick. 100%. All right, so I'm last up here. You are yeah. the last pick of the draft, so make it a good one, David. Well, it, it, I think Fred probably saw this one. Mike, you haven't, so I'll tell you, go see it or find it. Good luck finding it, though. 1951, the original Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, and, okay. And it stars Paul Douglas, who's fantastic. I think he's the manager in this movie, if I'm not correct. And actually, there's literally angels that only he can see, or maybe somebody else in the movie can see it also. And they're constantly helping his team, the Pirates, which is a garbage team back in those times. And they they help the uh, the players on the Pirates, and the and the players don't even know how these angels are literally helping them win these games. It also stars Janet Lee. And, and oh Janet, God. Janet Lee's claim to fame, and she was pretty hot back then, but her claim yeah. to fame was that she spawned uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's her claim to fame as far as yeah. I know. I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, and that, that, and she was in Psycho, and yeah. she was uh, in Houdini, two of my you know favorite movies of all time. So. Yeah. So, Mike, you want to go rent another old, old, I got old it. I, baseball I, I, All movie. the movies that you guys named that I have not seen, I have starred on my paperwork here. Well, you may have – see, they redid Angels in the Outfield with um, – Danny Glover. Yeah, right. it sucks. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want to give it away. It's on my other list. <laughs> okay, okay. That's on my other draft board. <laughs> okay, we really quickly. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any. I got a bunch of honorable mentions, guys. Once are on my list that we didn't get to, and think about it. We just went eighteen deep, and right. there's movies here like Cobb with yes. um, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, for love of the game, another Costner movie, which, movie. which is really a great flick, and John C. Riley playing the catcher. He's great. Oh, he's tremendous in the movie, and a lot of people don't like that movie either. But I think Costner's baseball movies have all been awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, the Rookie with um, Dennis Quaid. Yes. Yes, which is a movie about a guy that actually did pitch in the big leagues with Tampa yeah, like Bay. Forty five hundred years old. Yeah, he was like forty five when he made his comeback. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's one called Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm, which I never knew was a real movie, but yeah. it was two two kids from India, I guess. And right. John Hamm went and found him and brought him over. Well, John Hamm didn't, but in the movie he did. <laughs> and then there's there's other old ones. Um, Damn Yankees, Damn yeah, Yankees, where he, he's good. The only scene worth anything is the girl dancing in the locker room. What about Eight that, Men Out? That's Gwen. Gwen Verdon is the dancer that you're talking yeah. about. And, and and my favorite Martian, Ray Walston, plays yes. the devil in that movie. It's a one. Yes. Tab Hunter, of course, is the star of the movie. It's a great movie. It's a great. I can't. I can, Mike. I can't believe we all we did all this. We didn't hit Eight Men Out. Eight Men Out's a great movie about it. Something yes. that actually happened. And that's again big stars uh, in it. That's really good. I've got a couple others. I thought David was going to hit one of these. There's three really old movies, Mike. There's one called The Stratton Story. It's oh, yeah. about Molly Stratton, a guy that pitched for the White Sox, and he was hunting in the offseason, shot his leg, and then he had like a fake leg. Comes back, and one of the first things they do in the movie is that the other team bunts on him, and he gets off, he hobbles off the mound, throws the guy out. That's great. That's one Jimmy, called Jimmy Stewart is the place that yeah. Stratton. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart's great. Then Ronald Reagan played Grover Cleveland Alexander, a pitcher, a drunk, 
and a pitcher uh, in the winning team. And I love that movie. I don't think I've seen it more than twice, but it was, it's made an impression. And one I only saw once, but it was called Pride of St. Louis. It was about Dizzy Dean. Right. Yes, and Pride of St. Louis are, was on my list. They're all really good movies. And one other one um, that I, I mentioned, it's, I don't even think it's in English, uh, but it's called Sugar. And it was done about five or six or eight years ago now. And it's about a kid from the Dominican Republic who gets a chance to move up and then he comes and plays in the major leagues. And I'm pretty sure it's a not a true story, but what he has to go through and everything else to get to the big leagues coming from, you know, like a lot of these players do. A lot of these players in the in the big leagues come from uh, small little towns where they have, you know, milk cartons for uh, gloves and things like that. And Sugar is a really good movie. I, I think I had gotten it as a, on a disc from somebody when I was working at one of the radio stations and watched it. It's really a good flick. So it was actually it was actually up for an award. I don't know if it was an Academy Award, but it was actually I think it might have been um, for a foreign film uh, one year. And um, so it was it's really good. So if you got a chance, that's that's a good one. I wanted to make sure I hit a couple of those. So the other one that's another another great honorable mention like you uh, you reiterated to earlier was 42. 42 is another great movie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tremendous. It's, yeah. It should be on the list. It is a good movie. Um but like I don't know. I mean it's 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 the time period that 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 stinks, you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's a hard to watch movie if you don't like the the derogatory comments and stuff like that. It's it's a hard yeah. to watch movie, but it is a very good movie that puts you in the seat of what it was back then when Jackie Robinson was just first breaking into the league. So it, is, know, it Dave, is a very good movie. You know, David, what's going to happen is like 10 to 15 years from now, someone's going to decide to do a Hank Aaron movie because Hank Aaron went through similar stuff. You can't do it now because everybody that watches would know him. But I think 10 or 15 years from now, some people will sit and get together. Hey, these people don't know who Hank Aaron was. And they'll do right. a Hank Aaron story. And um, there needs we'll to be him. a Larry Doby story. Well, yeah. He wasn't the nicest guy in the world, but, you know, I'm sure he went Pretty through a lot of hell. Yeah, he was. Good, yeah, he was. <laughs> so let's hit some of the worst ones. The worst ones. All right. So many, we're, we're going to, we're going to, how many rifle rounds on this, this one? Because I, I agree with Fred. I can't go too deep on this one. Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to rifle shoot this one. We're going to rifle shoot this one. So, David, your first pick. Go ahead and whip it on up. What's your worst? Baseball movie, number one pick. Oh, I don't think there's any question. Um, although, which one of the two is it, actually? Um, I'm going to say even the – okay, I'm just going to say the Babe Ruth story. Yes. With, with William pick. Bendix. Oh, okay. I get a different one then. I'm, well, I know what you're – I, I couldn't make up my mind between the two, which was the worst one. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. William, William Bendix plays Babe Ruth. Uh, in the original one, this is back in, I don't know, from 1950 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if, I'm really, if not I'm earlier. Just, he, never he seen it. I actor. started, but I'm never going to watch it. It's one of you the don't want to watch it. I mean, he, 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 you know, he plays Babe Ruth as a fool. And also you talk about uh, uh, Jimmy Pearsall being pissed off at uh, uh, Anthony Perkins. If Babe Ruth was even alive, if he would have saw William Bendix, you know, yeah. playing Babe Ruth, he would have killed somebody because <laughs> you know, Babe Ruth was a great baseball player. William Bendix, like like Fred said, couldn't throw the ball from here to the no. wall. No, no. Well, that All was right. another one. John Goodman played yeah. in a Babe Ruth story. That's, yeah. Is this your pick? Well, that, one, that one's called The Babe. 
Is this your pick, Fred? No, I'm going to go with a different one since we already okay, mentioned okay. the other. I'm going to go with Fever Pitch. Oh, with, I like Fever Pitch. Okay, well, the reason I met, went with it is Fever Pitch is a soccer story. It's a soccer book written by um, uh, Nick Hornsby. And Nick Hornsby also wrote about a boy, and he also wrote um, – Shit, I can't remember all the names now, but I've read every one of his books. Um, he wrote the uh, John Cusack book about uh, owning a record store and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah he, high, high fidelity. High, high fidelity. fidelity. Yeah, he wrote high fidelity. He wrote about a boy, and he wrote Fever Pitch because he was an Arsenal fan growing up. His dad took him to the games, all this kind of stuff. Became a huge Arsenal fan. They did a movie with Colin Firth on soccer called Fever Pitch, and then they took the whole movie, brought it here, and made it a baseball movie with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, and I watched it once, and I would never give it another opportunity for the, there's no reason, and um, yeah, it was, it was real bad. Uh, that's one that immediately put on my list as a bad movie, and like I said, if you didn't know the soccer story, you might have thought that was a better movie, but unfortunately, I knew the story of the guy that wrote the book, so. All right, so I got two picks here. I'm going to go with Ed. Ed is fucking terrible. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that Matt LeBlanc and a chimpanzee, that orangutan that plays fucking third base or whatever it is. That movie sucks. It's one of the worst baseball movies I've ever seen in my life. Some rant, This guy gets stuck with a monkey, and the fucking monkey knows how to play baseball. Like, Wait come on, Really? Wait a second. They named a baseball movie after a male dysfunction. Yeah, ED. Yeah, yeah, ED. Child yeah. Dysfunction. yeah. This movie blows. It's one of the worst fucking baseball movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm taking Ed as my number one pick. The next you know, one that I, I'm good. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I don't have I don't have a whole lot of other ones because I if it's a bad baseball movie I haven't watched it. That's right. Um, the next one. The next one I got. This is a good one. Air Bud. Oh my god! Inning fetch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I would have passed on that one immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's garbage. It's trash. It's again. It's one of those kids' movies where it's like, really, is this dog really helping you by taking the ball and running out the center field with it? Because that's what dogs do. Yeah, you know, that's you're not okay. playing fetch. With it. it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know that I have any other bad movies. <laughs> oh, I got I got a few. Let's hear Go ahead. Okay, this, this track is over after four yeah. picks. Okay, yeah. let's let's, well, let's do some horrible mentions. Okay, well, I mean, I, I love Robert De Niro, and he was in one of my favorite baseball movies. As we talked, bang the drum slowly, but he's also in probably my worst baseball movie called The Fan, where he yes. plays. He that plays was, that was on my list. Yes, the fan is garbage. He plays a psycho. Wesley Snipes is a baseball player. I don't yep. buy him in that either, by the way. And Robert De Niro, you know, is trying to kill him or something. I don't even remember. It was so awful. Anyway, that that's one of mine. Um, the Babe also, which is the, yes. you know, the remake. John, John Goodman, yeah. John, John Goodman, again, Terrible. great actor. Great actor. Yep. Love him in almost. He, he is so good in Argo. I can't tell you. Yeah. I hated him in this movie. And let's see what else do I have here, real quickly. Uh, Mister Three Thousand with Tom Selleck, where he goes to Japan and is a baseball player. Well, that's Mister Baseball. That's Mister Baseball. That's Mister Baseball. Mister Three Thousand is with uh, uh, Bernie yeah, Mac. Yeah. Oh, I got mixed yeah. up then. Yeah. 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 It looks like this. I didn't see either one of them. I mean, actually, I did see Mister Baseball 
And the only part I liked was um, him uh, falling for the uh, Asian daughter of the team owner or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So Mission 3000 is definitely on that, my list. Yeah. Another I got one, one that's go I ahead, got one more, guys, real quickly. And you had this as one of your best movies. And, and listen, I, I'm making fun oh. of this. I have Eight Men Out as one of my worst movies. Really? Only because, only, listen to what I'm saying. I hate John Cusack. He threw, <laughs> He threw my cell phone at me one time, so I hate him. He's a prick. Well, what'd you do to him? He asked him to come on, right? You asked him to go on the station? Yeah, I asked him to come on, and Jesse, he didn't want to do it. It was after, it was a long story short. It was a Sunday night game. He was, uh, and Jesse was doing the show late in the afternoon. And Jesse goes, Jesse always said, get me, get me somebody on, get me somebody good. And I saw John Cusack with somebody else shagging fly balls before a Sunday night game. I figured, well, this would be a great get. I'll get John Cusack on. That's a pretty good get to, uh, on a sports station. And so I got him into the dugout. He didn't want to do it, but I talked him into it. And then I guess uh, Jesse did one of his long, windy questions. It went on for about five minutes. And Cusack looked at me, looked at the cell phone. He said, I ain't doing this. And he flung the cell phone <laughs> at me. And Jesse kept Jesse, by the way, kept asking his question sure. as the cell phone is on the ground. And so I picked it up and I go, Jesse, he had to leave because he didn't have the cue cards. He couldn't think without the cue cards. <laughs> I mean, so I got a couple of really good honorable mentions or horrible mentions. Let's let's call okay. it what it is. Horrible mentions. One of them. Well, both of them. Major League Two and Three. Both of those movies are. They did a three? I didn't know they did a three. They did. They did a three, and I think it oh, was God. with the dude who was in Quantum Leap. Okay, uh, with Scott Bakula. I like him actually, but yeah, <laughs> that the third one is absolutely terrible. Uh, Little Big League is dog shit as well. Again, this is going back to like the you know me being a kid. This movie sucks. Well, I I had I had Rookie of the Year on mine. For one of the best ones or one of the worst ones? Worst, because, but I've never seen it. So <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I just figured it, it couldn't have been good. This, this movie looks like shit. I'm yeah. picking it out. The other, the and, other... and that guy threw a first pitch out at Wrigley Field. Yeah. 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 yeah just yeah. recently, I think. Yeah. 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 And the other one that I got is Talent for the Game. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Edward, J- Edward James almost plays a, uh, an old school catcher slash scout. Again, kind of minor league-ish of like Tom Berenger and like Kevin Costner and well, you know, I actually saw that. I didn't think it was awful. Yeah, it's I don't pretty, know. It's it's pretty bad. It's really slow. It's like watching. Oh, it dry. is. It is slow. It's like you're right about that. Dry. And yeah. one of the ones that was picked by you actually, Fred, in the second round. <laughs> this is my all-time fucking favorite baseball movie to hate. Is the Natural. I cannot stand this movie. Uh, I don't know if it's Robert Redford or what, but this movie just drags on. I'd much rather watch fucking somebody mow grass. <laughs> you got, you got, you got Kim Basinger. I you've know. Got, yeah, it's a star-studded cast. It's just one of those movies. Yeah, Robert I just, Duvall. I cannot get yeah. into. Oh, it's one of those. <clears throat> those are my. Those are my horrible mentions yeah. tonight. There you go. Uh, what are your horrible mentions, Fred? No, I, those were. I mean, I don't have any others. That's I'm done. It, huh? I, everything on my page, I've given you. All right. I'm yeah. out. Also, I got nothing. I'm out. Left. All right. I'm out. Yeah. 
Well, Hardball's a pretty bad one with Keanu Reeves. I haven't watched that either. Hardball's That's one where he's bad. he's got he's got to uh, do rehab or not um, community service, right? So he right. decides yeah, to coach a baseball team. Bad. Yeah, it's pretty. That's bad. all right. Pretty he bad. made up for it in the football movie and with the replacements. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. That's, yeah, that's I like the replacements. I did but, too. Yeah. yeah I did too. It's, I it's loved it. It's not one of the greatest football movies of all time. No. That's no, it's not. Best football movies of all time. We can't go this deep, though. There aren't that many. I there know. Aren't many, there aren't as many know. as there could be. But so. the baseball movies, we got to go. So let's do a quick summary. Dave, at the number one pick overall, you run away with Field of Dreams, the original Bad News Bears, the remake of the Bad News Bears, Bang the Drum Slowly, It Happens Every Spring, and the original Angels in the Outfield. That's a pretty good top six. That's yeah, a pretty good bad. top six, Dave. Fred. You run away with Pride of the Yankees, The Natural, The Sandlot, Moneyball, Soul of the Game, and Fear Strikes Out. That's a that's a solid top six. I like that one. Yeah. I run away with Bull Durham, Major League, A League of Their Own, Trouble with the Curve, 61, and Brewster's Millions slash Fighting <laughs> Sullivan's. Hey Mike, can I say this? You make a great court reporter because I didn't even see you write any of these any of these Listen, things. I got, down. I got it all here, baby. Very good. Yeah, I got it all here. This is my Very cheat nice. sheet. Nice. Very good. My cheat sheet, my little yellow pad. I got it all. And on the yeah, worst one, it doesn't look nearly as good, but yeah, you're all over. So <laughs> on the cheat sheet, it's just nothing but shit. There's just a big a poop emoji with these are the worst movies of all time. So, yeah. And Ed being number one, who teaches a fucking monkey how to play baseball? That movie blows. <laughs> All right, so there we go. All right, guys, thank you for joining me tonight. I really do appreciate it. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. Guys, I had a great time. Do before I cut you loose, Fred, how can we find you? Where can we listen to you? What do we got to do? Boy, you can always find me on, usually on Monday nights uh, doing Hubes, Views, and Brews. Today I went north of the border. My in-laws gave me uh, some um, uh, some new Glarus, so I got Spotted Cow, and I had, uh, what the hell was this, Cabin Fever. And uh, so that was nice. I went north of the border into Wisconsin for beers. Since the since the Bucks were going to put the Bulls away, I figured I'd go north of the border for uh, some the of those. What is the score of that game? Uh, they're down 19 with nine minutes to go. They're uh, catching up. They they're catching it. up. Go Bulls. They cut it. And then um, uh, you can also find me on uh, on Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner. I'm always posting, especially when Aaron Bummer comes in. <laughs> so. I'll, I'll attest to that. Oh, my God. And Dave, the same question goes for you, man. How can we find you? Where where can we where can we get all your all your insight at? Well, you can't find me. I'm in the witness protection program, so you can't find me anywhere. You can find me on the golf course. I'm trying to get out there. I actually, you know what? I've I played one round so far when the weather was decent. I'm playing again on Friday. I missed a hole in one. Swear to God, missed a hole in one by a foot about a week ago. It was a lucky shot, actually. It was not a really. I didn't hit it hit it that well, but it was. It still ended up a foot from the pin. Um, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. You you guys know that. You can catch me around pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you again so much. I really do appreciate you guys coming on and doing this with me. It was a lot of fun. I'm gonna have this posted up tomorrow with like, like I said, I'm taking screenshots of your stupid faces as you guys are going on. Like There's stupid a lot moments. Of them. Not not I'm not saying your faces are stupid, but just like stupid po- moments in the show. I'm taking screenshots of it. It's gonna be like boo, you know. That's fine. It'll be funny. I'm going to do one of myself, too, but my face is always stupid. So thank you again, guys, so much for coming on tonight. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys doing this with me. I had a blast. That was fun, Mike. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Okay. Okay.
All right. Special thank you to Fred and David Schuster hanging out. Fred Huebner and David Schuster hanging out with me tonight. It was a lot of fun having those guys on here tonight doing the best Major League Baseball movies, or the best baseball movies of all time, along with the worst baseball movies of all time. You're talking to three sports guys, guys. That's exactly what it is. We're not going to find too many sports movies that we absolutely hate. But some of the sports movies that are out there are absolute junk. So the ones that we hate go on fall on a short list. So that's what it boils down to. You know, so we don't have too many of them. But Ed is fucking terrible. Ed possibly is the worst baseball movie of all time. So, guys, on that note, really quick, give me a couple minutes here. Let me get myself condoned. I'm going to play another quick, quick little go. And we're going to break down in some of the NFL draft stuff. Have another quick word from our guys over at Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, and we will be right back. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show, as well as the 1252 brand, because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend. Or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. All right, guys, and we are back. We are back. And this weekend, starting tomorrow, starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we have the NFL draft coming up, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys know how pumped up I get for the NFL draft, and I'm excited to see what happens with our Chicago Bears. But there are a lot of picks out there, and I want to see what's going on here. Obviously, we know that the Chicago Bears won't have a pick until 39, which absolutely blows. Okay, but right now we have – a couple of the picks going on and a couple like the first rounders cool like i dig it i dig it a lot we got some stuff going on we got you know a couple of the guys in the in the in this draft here they could be some big name guys we got Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Derek Stingley Jr. cornerback out of LSU who in my opinion is one of the biggest sleepers in this draft we have Evan Neal offensive lineman out of Alabama i love that kid None of these guys are going to fall to the Bears. All right, we don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with with the Bears here. You know, the Bears, what I want to see happen, we're doing the right thing here. The Bears are going to stink. All right, and I love what Poles is doing right now, where they're going to stink. I love that. I want to see them do exactly what they can to just build this team back up and make themselves a team again. I've been saying it for the last couple of years. Mediocrity is hell, guys. We can't continue to be in that situation. We have to start building for the future. So if we have to suck, we have to suck. Some of the guys that I think could possibly fall to us, honestly, 100%, guys like like Mac, uh, I'm sorry, like Tyler Lindbaum, Linderbaum, He's an offensive lineman out of Iowa. He could possibly fall to us. I think he can fall to us. Guys like 
Uh, who's the other? There's another offensive lineman that I really like. Uh, uh, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. These guys can possibly fall to us. If they do, you better take them because you need to protect the main asset, which is, which 100% is Justin Fields. You have to protect this kid. I've been saying it over and over and over again. You have to protect Justin Fields. And with what you have out there on the field right now is not going to protect him. I am not saying that the Bears are not going to move up. I'm not saying that. They could possibly move up in this draft by trading away Robert Quinn, which has been in the winds right now and been in the sales if they can ship him off. I can see a whole bunch of different stuff happening with the Chicago Bears team. We just have to see what happens, and we won't know until Friday. On Friday, we have Harry the Greek coming out, his show on the over-under. He's going to be talking a bunch of sports, betting a lot of baseball. Make sure you guys listen because this guy knows exactly what he's talking about, and he can win you a lot of money. A lot of money. Sorry, guys, I had to cough there really quick. But in the meantime, I will be chiming in to Harry the Greek show and letting him know what the Bears have drafted. I'm not doing a draft show. We are not doing a draft show because it's one of the things that I really have to focus on. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I have to be 100% prepared in what's going on. Tomorrow, I will release out my own mock draft. Stay tuned for that. We got that coming. But Friday night, make sure you guys listen to Harry the Greek because he's going to win you guys some money and put some money in your guys' pockets. But also keep track of his show as I pop in and out periodically to let you guys know what happened with our Chicago Bears. On Saturday, we're hanging out doing our thing. We've got a great day ahead of us. We're doing our thing. Sunday, we got Jacob Charnall back talking about the draft. I'm sure 100%. 100% Jacob Charnall will be talking about and breaking down the draft on Sunday morning. So make sure you guys tune into that as well. And Monday, we are back with Fred Hubner and Hubes Views and Brews giving you all of it. Beer guests, the draft, talking about baseball, the whole nine. So make sure you guys stay tuned for this weekend because we got a lot of stuff to get into. On that note, guys, I am out of here. I'm going to go watch the rest of the Cubs game, and we're going to have a lot of fun. But hopefully the Bears can pull off some magic here. The number one guy that I want, the number one guy I want, if they move up, I want Traylon Burks. That's my guy. If they can somehow, some way make that happen to get that big wide receiver out of Arkansas, 6'3", 220, who hunts boars with a buoy knife with his father, that's the man I want. That's a true story, guys. Look it up. Google it. He hunts boars with a knife. So that's the guy I want. That's what I'm hoping for. That or the biggest, fattest, corn-fed offensive lineman we can grab. That's what I want. So, guys, on that note, I appreciate you guys chiming in with us. Thank you again to all our wonderful sponsors, Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, Fozzie Football, Coach's Corner, the Jonathan Darren team out in Homer Glen, and the Megaplex Sports out in Homer Glen as well. Thank you guys so, so much. Game on Bar and Grill. You guys are fantastic. The Cupcakery, the Shack, you guys are amazing. Because without you guys, we don't do the show. So on that note, guys, you guys take care. And you guys have a great, great night. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.